What's up, divers? Welcome into the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast, where I take a deep analytical look at fantasy football and combine it with a common sense approach to lead us to some titles. I'm your host, Brandon Gabor, and before we get started, remember you can follow us on Twitter at Deep Dive FF, on Instagram at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, and as always, check out the website, deepdivefantasyfootball.com. And with that being said, let's get to the content. What's up, divers? Welcome into Deep Dive Fantasy Football. It's a Thursday, so you guys know what that means. Starts, DFS plays, sits, situations to monitor for this upcoming week, defensive streamers. I'll give you my survivor pick. But as always, we're going to start with the thrifty Thursday trick. Tonight's game is the Broncos versus the Jets. Probably the most exciting Thursday game so far. Joking, joking. So, we got Royce Freeman, KJ Hamler, LaMichael Pirine, and Chris Herndon. Those are the four guys. If any of them are available, I would take a shot on. Pick them up, put them on your bench, and drop your kicker, or drop your defense, or drop whoever is the most expendable on your team, drop them for one of those four guys. Because if something happens to the running backs in New York, and LaMichael Pirine is the last man standing, he could be really good for fantasy. If Chris Herndon has a blow-up game, all of a sudden he's going to be a hot waiver wire ad. Well, guess what? You already got him. If Melvin Gordon goes down, I'm not sure if Philip Lindsay is going to play, but if Philip Lindsay goes down again or something happens to either of those running backs, Royce Freeman could be somebody to, to add to your rosters. Guess what? You already have him. Same thing with KJ Hamler. If he has a blow-up game, like I was talking about for Chris Herndon, or if something happened to Jerry Judy and all of a sudden Hamler's the number one there, you got him for free. And guess what? If none of those things happen, if none of those come through, you just drop that player and re-pick up whoever you dropped or someone similar enough. Usually for me, I drop the kicker, pick up one of those guys, and then I'll pick up the kicker, you know, if I end up dropping those guys. And that's what we got for the 30 Thursday trick. And I would give you guys the recap on Monday's game, but once again, I recorded super late on Monday, so I was actually able to cover the Ravens-Chiefs game. So with all that said, I'm going to go ahead and jump right into my starts and my DFS plays. And we're starting with the homegrown team right here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Obviously, you're starting this guy, so this is more of a DFS comment. But Mike Evans is somebody that I think is going to be a really good play in DFS this week versus the Chargers. He had one game so far without Chris Godwin in that game. He had 10 targets, 7 receptions, over 100 yards, and a touchdown. That was a 20-point fantasy game. Actually, more than 20. That's like a 24-point fantasy game. I think he could see a similar game because not only is Chris Godwin out, but also, and we'll see this in the situations to monitor a little later on, um, Justin Watson, the guy who basically took most of the snaps in the slot, who filled in for Chris Godwin when Godwin was out, Justin Watson is also out, so it's going to be Mike Evans as the clear wide receiver target leader. Then you're going to have Scotty Miller. You're going to have Tyler Johnson might get some looks. Ooh, you know I'm excited to watch my boy Tyler Johnson. And then uh, OJ Howard and Gronk are probably going to get utilized a lot. We'll see some more targets going to the running back position as well. But Mike Evans is going to be the dude. Trust me, he's going to be the dude. And he's a great play for DFS. What else can I say, honestly? Then we got the Browns wide receivers versus Dallas. Every single Dallas game to this point, every single one has hit the over. 
And what's the over-under set at this week in Vegas? As of the time of recording, it is 55 and a half. If that trend continues and this game hits the over, that means you're having about, you know, eight touchdowns total. So about four touchdowns per team. If you just averaged it, you know, you're getting almost 30 points from each team with an over-under like that. And that's going to be great for the Browns receivers. It's also going to be great for their receiving running back, Kareem Hunt. Another guy, as long as he's healthy, he's questionable, but likely right now. As long as he's healthy, good to go. Kareem Hunt is the running back to own this week in the Cleveland backfield. I don't think that Nick Chubb is going to make people happy this week because the way I see this game shaking out, Dallas comes out hot, Dallas gets a lead early, and the Browns are trying to catch up. And we know that Chubb is game script dependent, as is Kareem Hunt. They both serve different roles. I think this game script is going to be better for Kareem Hunt. So Kareem Hunt is a great start. I like him a lot. Don't be worried about putting him in your flex or even your RB2 spot, especially with all the injuries. I mean, if you have Kareem Hunt, you're probably starting him. But in case you need the confidence boost, there it is. And the Browns receivers, ugh, I can't even believe I'm saying that. But yes, Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. This is going to be a game that Baker can try to prove himself because he's playing America's team and he's going to be asked to throw the ball a lot if they get down quick. So it'll be a fun game to watch, honestly. I'm excited for that one. Then we got Kenyon Drake versus Carolina. Look, 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 look. I know Kenyon Drake has disappointed to this point, especially the fact that he was drafted at the back of the first round or the top of the second round. But the matchup does not get better than this. So it's almost like now or never. It's now or never, bro. Like, Drake, you got to turn in the performance here. And honestly, knowing myself, I'm still going to be like, hey, Kenyon Drake, they still have an easy schedule after this this matchup, and he's still getting touches in a good offense. So he's still not a bad running back to try and buy low on. But I want to see the upside. I want to see the return. And this should be the game he does so. So I'm not going to lie, I'm staying away from him in DFS, but if you're just because you know what it's been like so far, but if you are playing in like a tournament and you're trying to get somebody that's going to be low ownership, he might be low ownership just because he failed to produce in what was supposed to be a good matchup last week. And yeah, obviously start him in your regular leagues. Then we have Mo Ali Cox versus Chicago. All the Indianapolis wide receivers are hurt. All of them. All of them. Michael Pittman is getting surgery or already got surgery. I don't remember, but he's probably or he's definitely out for this game and he will probably be back in like a week or two, but we don't even know what he's going to look like. Then T.Y. Hilton, he's playing, but he's banged up. We know Paris Campbell's out still. Mo Ali Cox is the target. Like he's the the number one guy there. It's him and T.Y. Hilton. So and T.Y. Hilton is not like 100 percent. So I like Mo Ali Cox. He's a really cheap option. I always set one lineup in either FanDuel or DraftKings, or I'll set one in both. I always only set one lineup, so it's easier for me to keep track of. I, I don't take like, I don't make just a whole bunch of lineups. I know a lot of people like to do that. But personally, I just do one. And in my one lineup, my tight end this week is Mo Ali Cox, especially because he's pretty cheap compared to all the other tight ends. Now we got a quarterback, Joe Burrow versus Jacksonville. He's been pretty good so far. He's a QB nine. As of right now on the season, he's got an easy matchup in Jacksonville. Start Joe Burrow, plain and simple. And start his slot receiver, Tyler Boyd. And the fact that I have to even say this, 
Because obviously, you know, other than when I said Mike Evans, but that's just a DFS call. I, I don't say like start, you know, uh, he's hurt. I was going to say Devontae Adams as my example. I don't say start Tyreek Hill. I don't say start Ezekiel Elliott, you know, obviously, because everyone's starting them. And the fact that I have to say start Tyler Boyd is silly to me because the fact he's not considered a weekly starter is ridiculous. Tyler Boyd, you guys know I've loved him. I've had him in my top 12 wide receivers before the season started. As of right now, he's in the top 12 wide receivers. And whether or not that sticks, he will be a top 20 receiver. And that means he's a weekly starter and he's got a good matchup versus Jacksonville. So he's an easy start for me. Him and Burrow, I'm stacking them everywhere again. James Robinson, and I'm talking about leagues because I have Burrow and Boyd in all my leagues. James Robinson versus Cincy on the other side of the ball. The Bengals have been destroyed by running backs, running backs thus far. Especially like Miles Sanders even last week. The Eagles did horrible, but Miles Sanders, his efficiency was there. He did really good with the amount of touches he got. And he was pretty much the only good fantasy player in that game. So James Robinson, start him up versus Cincy. Now we go to the Seattle-Miami game. So we know Seattle, all of their games have been shootouts as well. That's not going to change. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, maybe it changes, but I would bet on the side that it doesn't. Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a good start versus Seattle. I said he was a good start last week versus Jacksonville because it was a good matchup for him. And he put up 25 points in standard four-point leagues. Four-point per passing touchdown. Now he's playing Seattle. He's going to be playing catch-up. And he's going to... You know, he's going to do what he does. He's going to put up points. He's going to put points on the board. I'm not worried about Fitzpatrick at all. I love starting him, especially in two quarterback leagues. But look, if you're if you're in need of a streamer or if you're talking DFS, go ahead and go for Fitz versus Seattle Seahawks. Then we got the Dolphins receivers. Obviously, if Fitz is a great start, the, the receivers are going to be a, a great start because it's not like one of those situations where, for example, if Tampa Bay has a really easy matchup, I'm like, yo, Tom Brady would be a really good start. But when all the wide receivers are healthy, it's you could easily pick a receiver like Evans or Godwin and them not have a good day and Tom Brady still go off. That's not the case in Miami. If Fitz goes off, the receivers are going off too. So I'm slamming Devontae Parker. And I know I said Preston was a drop last week. But just because of this matchup, if he's on the waiver, you could pick him up and slide him in. I just did it in one of my leagues to your flex spot because this is going to be a game where he's probably going to get a lot of targets. And the Seattle Seahawks have allowed mad passing yardage through the first three games of the season. Then we have Carlos Hyde versus Miami. Obviously, the other side of the ball. Chris Carson's out. Hopefully, he gets back soon. We love Carson over here at Deep Dive Fantasy Football, but Carlos Hyde, he hasn't looked bad in Seattle so far with the carries he's taken. Miami's a good matchup. We just watched James Robinson destroy them on Thursday. I expect Hyde to be able to do the same, especially if Seattle does go up early. The Dolphins are going to be trying to catch up and be passing a lot. Maybe Seattle is just running. So I like Carlos Hyde a lot there. Then we got James Conner versus the Titans. Obviously, you're starting him. This is a DFS call. Here's the thing, though. That whole situation is kind of weird because we don't know when that game is going to be and I don't know how it's going to work into DFS lineups but if he like if they extend the the lineups for DFS past Monday because let's say you know his his game is on Tuesday if the the Steelers Titans game is on Tuesday then I'm putting James Conner in but maybe they don't 
maybe, you know, something weird happens. So just keep an eye out on that. But if James Conner is in the regular slates of choices, he is somebody I am slamming. He's in my lineup right now because I'm assuming they're going to do it on Monday. Hopefully they don't do it on Tuesday because that might mess up things for like your weekly points. Who knows if everyone adjusts appropriately. Talking about like Sleeper, Yahoo, all the formats, you know, or platforms. But James Conner is a good Great, great call versus the Titans. They were five point, have allowed 5.3 yards per carry before last week, which is why I said, you know, start up Dalvin Cook. And then Dalvin Cook ran for 181 yards. And Connor's getting all the touches, so he's going to go for probably like a buck 20 and a touchdown or two. Then we got Deshaun Watson on the, uh, Deshaun Watson versus Minnesota. This is also a DFS call. Obviously, you start him in regular leagues. I think he's going to have a huge bounce back this year or this week versus that secondary. And it's also a very high over-under in that game, which is kind of surprising. I, I guess it's not too surprising because the Vikings did put up a lot of points last week. But I, I was a little surprised how, how high that over-under is because I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up being a lower-scoring game. But not like low-scoring, but lower than their over-under. Deshaun Watson, he's going to be a great start. That Minnesota secondary is depleted. I've been running with this narrative all season, and it's been working to this point. I don't see any reason to stop now. Start Deshaun Watson in your fantasy lineups. Darrell Henderson versus the Giants. This is another great one. We just watched the 49ers running backs go nuts on the Giants, and the Giants have allowed so many rushing yards, such a high efficiency rate to running backs so far through the season, and Darrell Henderson just had an amazing game last week. Actually, he put two amazing games back-to-back, so I don't see any reason that's going to stop. The Giants are going to be behind. The Rams are going to be running the ball, trying to control the clock, make sure they just punch in that easy win. And Darrell Henderson is going to probably get like 18 to 20 carries and probably go for 100-something yards. So I like Henderson a lot, and he's probably going to find the end zone as well. Cam Newton versus the Kansas City Chiefs. He should be forced to score a lot, just like in the Seattle game. In the Seattle game, Cam Newton was a monster for fantasy, I think it's going to be a similar situation here for Kansas City because they're going to be in the same type of game script. Alan Lazard versus Atlanta. Shootout. Shootout. Everybody in that game you need to start. But because we're talking DFS, and actually that's the Monday game, so you can't put them in like some certain slates. But slates that allow you to put Monday night game players in, throw in Lazard. He's a great, great person to put, especially if Devontae Adams is out. Because if Devontae Adams comes back, it's not like Atlanta has a shutdown corner that's going to just give Adams a hard time and make Rodgers look elsewhere. That doesn't exist in Atlanta. And that's going to mean that Adams is getting all the targets. But if he's out, Alan Lazard is the way to go. Aaron Rodgers, obviously, I just said start everyone here. That means the quarterbacks too. So Rodgers and Matt Ryan in this shootout. I expect this game to hit the over easily. And, you know, this could be a 38-35 kind of game. Because I do think Atlanta's offense is going to be able to keep up. So honestly, I might like them as a sleeper. Like, don't be taking Green Bay and sleep uh, in uh, survivor picks. Do not take Green Bay this week. And that's it. That's for the starts. That's what we got. And then we got sits. Let's talk about it. Nick Chubb. I was just telling you guys, this is going to be the perfect game script for Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb, unless Dallas disappoints me and it doesn't put up a lot of points and keeps it close start to finish. But I doubt that's going to happen. Nick Chubb versus Dallas. Don't sit him in regular leagues, but definitely avoid him in DFS because of that negative game script. DJ Moore versus Arizona, a very bad matchup for him. He has already disappointed to this point. I think that's going to continue to this week specifically because 
Patrick Peterson is probably going to be on DJ Moore a lot, and that is not a good matchup whatsoever. Antonio Gibson versus Baltimore. Baltimore has been such a good defense in general, but especially against running backs. uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire on Monday only had like 14 fantasy points, which is a lot at first glance, but most of that was because of receptions and receiving. And Antonio Gibson, as much as I think he can be that guy, they have not turned him into that guy yet. So Antonio Gibson is going to struggle, I think, versus Baltimore. He's somebody that you need to keep on your bench. Kenny Galladay versus the New Orleans Saints. Marshawn Lattimore is weird. He's one of those guys that is super uber talented. But one of the biggest things in you know being a cornerback is being motivated, going 100%. And Lattimore is one of those guys where you give him a receiver that's not that good. He doesn't give all his effort, and that receiver ends up getting some stats in the game. But then when you put him up against a guy that has a reputation that's a really good receiver, Lattimore's like, oh, this is a challenge. All right, I'm up for this. And then he does great. He does it against Mike Evans all the time. Trust me, I'm a Bucks fan. I know. And guess what? Kenny Galladay and Mike Evans are very very similar receivers, and Kenny Galladay is also somebody that's regarded as one of the better receivers in the league, so Lattimore will show up to guard him, and I think he's going to have a rough day. Carson Wentz versus the Niners. He's been horrible to this point. He did not capitalize on an easy matchup versus the Bengals. No way I'm playing him against the 49ers, plain and simple. Todd Gurley versus the, pa- versus the Packers. They're going to be down. They're going to be down quick. They're going to be playing catch-up. Gurley has not been used in the receiving game. Period. That's it. Easy. Miles Gaskin versus the Seahawks. The Seahawks are the second best defense against the run so far, only averaging around 65 yards rushing. Partly because, you know, they get up early and they make teams throw against them and don't really give teams the opportunity to run against them. But they've also had some good names that they've played. They just played uh, the Cowboys. And Ezekiel Elliott is obviously one of the better runners in the league. They played the Patriots with, which, you know, they have plenty of running backs back there that run the ball as well. So they've had good matchups and they've still done good. Miles Gaskin is somebody I'm not trying to play this week. Now let's talk about, this is my favorite segment. Let's talk about the wins I'm confident in. We're talking survivor picks, baby. So I got four games for you guys to choose from. But as always, I will tell you which game I am picking. Because so far, if you followed me, We are all alive. And these are the four games. First one, Cowboys versus the Browns. I do not think that the Browns can keep up offensively with the Cowboys. Once the Browns' run game is phased out, the game is over. Once the Cowboys get up by two touchdowns, the game is over. And I do expect that that's going to happen. It's probably going to happen quickly. And I think Baker is going to have to come out and he's going to have to throw the ball successfully accurately and consistently the entire game to win and I don't think it's going to happen so if you want to take the Cowboys go ahead and take the Cowboys they are a great survivor pick this week in my opinion and every week when I give you guys you know I usually give you four picks to choose from and then I tell you which one I'm taking but sometimes even out of those four picks I tell you I have hesitation on one or two for whatever reason All four of these picks, I'm super confident in. So if you want to deviate from what I'm doing just to differentiate yourself, then go for it. But um, yeah, that's basically what I was trying to say. So the Cowboys versus the Browns, lock it in. Ravens versus Washington. Look, if you want to take the easiest pick, like last week's Bucks versus Broncos, if you want the easiest pick, this is the pick to take. 
there's no way the Ravens lose this game versus Washington, especially after just getting their butts handed to them versus the Chiefs. Lamar Jackson's going to be pissed off, and that defense is going to be pissed off. Everyone's going to be pissed off, and Haskins is not ready for that. Steelers versus the Titans. Both of them are undefeated, so at first glance, and also if you look at the over under, or not the over under, that the fact that the Steelers are not favored by too much, you might at first glance say, oh, this is probably not a game I want to go to. But I feel confident in it. Why? Because not only have the Titans been a horrible against stopping the run, which is why we talked about James Conner as a great DFS play this week, but they've also barely squeaked by to 3-0. and They barely beat the Broncos week one. They barely beat the Jaguars week two. And they, wait, yeah, they barely beat the Jaguars week two. And then they barely beat the Vikings last week. They won by one point. What do we know about those three teams so far? The Broncos, yes, they had Drew Locke that game, but they didn't have Cortland Sutton. And I mean, they looked okay, but they weren't that great. Not a tough opponent. The Jaguars, probably one of the bottom eight teams, definitely one of the bottom eight teams in the league, probably one of the bottom five or four teams in the league, barely squeaked by. And the Vikings, who have played horrible to this point, looked way better than I thought they would versus the Titans. So now you're going up against a Steelers team. That's 3-0 and versus better opponents than the Titans have played. And the Steelers have James Conner. And even if something happened to Conner, they have McFarlane and Snell ready to go behind him. This is a runaway to me. I think the Steelers definitely take this game. So that's another really good survivor pick. And the last one, Rams versus Giants. Daniel Jones is missing weapons. And he's playing Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Plus, the Rams offense versus the Giants. The Giants defense? Come on now. Do I even have to explain this one? So, let's recap. We have Cowboys versus Browns. Ravens versus Washington football team. Ugh, disgusting. Steelers versus Titans. And Rams versus Giants. Ultimately, I personally am going with the Rams. And this is why. They are not a team that I trust in much harder matchups. They just lost to the Bills. And yeah, they had a great comeback, but they should not have let themselves get down like that. And their defense is not as great. It has those two amazing players, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, but it's not what it was. And it's very hard for me to see myself picking the Rams versus anybody that's an average team in the league. We know the Giants aren't. So I would feel happy getting the Rams out the way now. So... That's why I'm taking the Rams. Also, I'm not going to take the Ravens because I want to save them for later. I would take the Cowboys, but I want to see the Cowboys beat a bad team by a lot first because they almost lost to the Falcons, right? But that's completely different than the Browns because the Falcons have an offense that can keep up. The Browns don't. That's what the difference is. That's why I'm so confident in the Cowboys winning. But I want to see the Cowboys pummel a team. We haven't seen it yet. And we need to because they have the talent to do so. So get it done, McCarthy. Then Steelers. This one was super close. Steelers and Rams were my top two to pick this week. And, you know, I already laid out why I like the Steelers. But the one reason that I ended up saying, you know what, like the tiebreaker between the Steelers and Rams is this. The Steelers are in a weird game. You know, they are getting their... Uh, game scheduled to a different time. It's getting flexed. We don't even know if it's going to be Monday or Tuesday. And who knows what can happen 
when when something like that happens. I know it doesn't seem like a big deal, but sometimes, you know, people take things weirdly. Like, like some people are used to a schedule and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Like, you might think that what I'm saying right now sounds like nonsense, but why, why risk it when you have two great options? I'll just go with the game that's regularly scheduled, that everyone has their regular habits, you know, working up to the game and everything. And also the fact that Rams the Rams are favored by 12 and a half. That also makes it easier. That's a good tie break. So that's what I'm going with the Rams versus the Giants. Lock it in. By the way, since we're talking about the survivor pool, I told you guys, unfortunately, I missed out on starting because I wasn't paying attention. I missed out on starting the survivor pool in everything except for DraftKings. So I've only been on DraftKings this whole time. Obviously, it's too late to start now. There's only 43,000 people left still alive on DraftKings. You know how many people started? 540,000. There's 43,000 left. That's less than 8% of the people that started. Guys, we made it to the top 8% and it's only week four. Woo! We are looking good, baby. I'm excited. I'm really feeling confident about this week and I'm ready. I'm ready to get to the end of this survive because honestly, at this rate, the survivor games could be over by like week nine. So we just need to go week by week, one week at a time. And let's keep getting these locked in dubs. And you know what would be the best thing ever? If we can get to the end as a deep dive fantasy football squad and ride or die with each other till the end. Imagine that. You know, we have, I don't know, I'll just throw out a number. Let's say, hmm, trying to think of what percentage of listeners would be would be actually following me in picks. Let's say like 40 of us, okay? Let's say there's like 40 of us that have been doing the same picks all together since week one, right? We all get to the end and boom, we're the only 40 people alive still. And it's like week eight or week 12, whatever the week is, it doesn't matter. Let's say we're all still alive. If we all still stay together with our picks, either we all get the same pick wrong and we all split or we just continue to make it to, to the end and maybe somebody wants to deviate, but a ride or die with me. Let's get this done. I'm excited. Now we got the defensive streamers, Rams versus Giants. That's an easy defense to stream. Bucks versus Chargers, streaming that defense all day. And on tonight's game, Broncos versus the Jets. And now, situations to monitor, and then we'll wrap it up. One, who steps in in Godwin's absence with Justin Watson also hurt, which is the guy who stepped in last time? Is it Tyler Johnson time? Is it time for Tyler? I hope so. And... Honestly, that just gives me one more Tyler to root for because you guys already know I'm a Tyler Boyd guy. You know I'm a Tyler Higby guy. So let's go, Tyler. Let's get it done. Then can the Jets beat... This is kind of... I mean, it's pretty funny to say this, but it's actually a concern. Can the Jets beat a third-string quarterback missing his best wide receiver? Hmm. Let's see because we're going to find out tonight. How do the Browns handle being down? Obviously, that's an assumption. I'm assuming that they're going to be down. How do they handle it? Do they just try to keep running the ball and hope that they can, you know, flip the game on defense? Or do they say, all right, Baker, this one's on you. Go ahead and throw us into this game. Is Nick Foles good enough to keep the job? Look, he's always great when he comes as a backup. He's always great. Shows up, hey, I'm not even the starter. I'm replacing the starter. Oh, I can do whatever I want. And boom, he's good. But then once he's the starter... Things are a little different, so let's see how that works out because I would not be surprised if Mitch Trubisky ends up starting again at some point this season. So is Nick Foles good enough to keep it? 
Minshew, and we hope so. We hope so, because he's going to be great for Allen Robinson, much better than Trubisky. Minshew versus Burrow. Let's have some fun. I'm excited to watch that game. Plus, there's some things to look at for look out for in that game as well. T. Higgins versus A.J. Green. Higgins took the target lead over Green last week, and he scored two touchdowns, and he's a high investment for them. First overall pick in the second round. So, And he's somebody I love. You guys know this. So how does Higgins versus A.J. Green shake out this week? Is Higgins taking that role, or was that just an anomaly, something that happened based off matchups? We'll find out. Gardner Minshew, he's probably going to be playing without DJ Chark again, which sucks because I have DJ Chark in like 30% of my leagues, and I've got nothing out of him. I'm sure some of you guys are experiencing the same thing. But Minshew was really bad without Chark versus the Dolphins. Granted, there were some drops. If Chark is gone this week, he still has an easy matchup just like the Dolphins. Actually, the Bengals are an easier matchup defensively. Their corners are not as good. Other than William Jackson, he's really good. But their corners are not great. Their safety, Jesse Bates, is okay. But it's a better matchup than the Dolphins, in my opinion, secondary-wise. So is Minshew going to figure it out without Chark? We'll see. Haskins, is he good enough to remain the starter? Ooh, you didn't see that one coming, did you? You thought I was going to say something else. No. Is he good enough to remain the starter? I want to see Alex Smith. I want to see Alex Smith. Terry McLaurin shares will go up. Logan Thomas shares will go up. Antonio Gibson shares will go up. So let's see Alex Smith. Haskins, you better pull it together, buddy. Can Fitz magic? Stay magical. Plain and simple. He has all these great games, but then he also, you know, what's his other nickname? He's got Fitz magic in the left hand. What's his nickname in the right hand? Fitz tragic, right? Which one's going to show up versus the Seattle Seahawks? Can he string together two really good games in a row? I hope so, and obviously I'm betting on it because I told you guys he's a good start, but you never really know. You never really know with Fitzpatrick. Chase Claypool versus James Washington. Deontay Johnson's probably not going to be able to suit up for this game. Which one of those guys takes over that wide receiver three spot? Well, technically wide receiver two this week behind Juju, but who's going to be that wide receiver three moving forward? Justin Jefferson's targets. He had nine last week. He did amazing. Is this going to be something that continues? Is he going to just end up competing with Thielen for targets? And they're both going to have like between seven and nine targets a game and they can both be good. Or was that kind of just a blip on the map and he's going to kind of fade away? That's going to be something to watch. This one is super, super interesting slash important. Tredavious White in the Bills game. If you guys remember, he was really good, very good at covering Robert Gronkowski when Gronk was with the Patriots. Tredavious White was almost shut down. He knows how to cover tight ends, especially big, fast tight ends, which Gronk was. Because we're talking two years ago, three years ago. Is he going to cover Waller or is he going to cover Renfro? My bet is on Waller because I'm sure the Bills defense sees Waller as the biggest offensive threat because he is, and therefore they're probably going to have Tredavious White cover Waller. If so, Renfro's going to be a great play. If for some reason they have White on Renfro, then Darren Waller's going to eat. One of those two is going to have a good day. One of the other one of the others is going to have a bad day. So that's why I'm not telling you to start or sit either of them, because I don't know who Tredavious White is going to cover, and that's what I'm going to be watching for. And it'll help us in the future when he plays another team with a good tight end. Cam Newton in a negative game script. He did good. He did fine versus Seattle, but let's be honest with ourselves. It was more of a back and forth game. It wasn't a negative game script. This game versus the Chiefs, 
I expect the Chiefs to basically be winning the entire time by probably two touchdowns or a touchdown at least. So Cam's going to be constantly playing catch up. He's probably never going to feel comfortable because he's never going to get it to, you know, a either one score game or like a tie game. So Cam's going to be in a negative game script. Let's see how he does. And then lastly, Julio and Devante, the hampered, the hampered wide receivers. Are they back? If you didn't get the bottom shoes, because hampered, H-A-M, ham, like hamstring. Uh, sorry, guys. I had, to, I had to sneak it in there. I had to. That's just part of my personality. It's, you're going to get dumb jokes when you listen to the Deep Dive Fantasy Football Podcast, but you also get great analysis. So I think it's worth it. And that's basically it. That's what we got today, guys. It's a short one, a quick one, but I tried to push the content through quickly because, you know, you guys are busy people. I'm a busy person. We got stuff to do. And those are the best starts, the people to stay away from, to sit. I went over the Thrifty Thursday trick. If you need to hear it again, remember Royce Freeman, KJ Hamler, Michael P. Ryan, and Chris Herndon. Now, in this game, who do I think wins? Hmm. Jets or Broncos? Hmm. I think the Broncos are going to pull it out. Just watching the Broncos' defense versus the Bucks, even though the Bucks, my Bucks demolished them this past week, I do think that that Bucks, oh my goodness, that Broncos defense is going to be enough to just ruin the Jets' day. So I'm going to go with the Broncos. I'll take the better defense because both offenses are garbage. So I'm taking the better defense, and that's the Broncos. With that said, that wraps up everything. Thanks for tuning in, guys. You will hear me next time on a Tuesday morning, wrapping up waiver pickups and everything that we learned throughout the week. We'll go back and touch on some of the situations to monitor that I just laid out for you this week. With that said, I'm your host, Brandon Gabor. If you like the podcast, drop me a rating, drop me a review, reach out to a friend, help me get some more listeners. I would really appreciate it. Have a good one, guys. Good luck this week. Let's get some wins and uh, go Rams because we need them to win this week for the survivor pool. Peace.